everybody, welcome back to Farscape Rewatch. We're up to Season 3, Episode 9, called Losing Time. I am Carmel Hats, and with me is Red Nightmare, and we're, yeah, we're gonna watch the episode. I'm talking about Ooh, it. Spooky ghost! Spooky, spooky ghost. oh no! There's a ghost! Like songs! <laughs> like songs! Rot roll, Rago! Rot roll, writing! Yeah, so uh, we are. We're back after oh after last week's episode, which was um, Green Eye Monster, which was really really good. We really like that one. Yes. Um, and that was a Talon episode. And just to remind you, you know, we are now going back and forth between Talon and Moya, and we've got Johns on each of those ships, but we've got different casts otherwise. And so this week we're back on Moya. And yeah, I mean, there's not really much else to talk about before we get yeah. into it. Well, I mean, we've uh, at this point actually we've had our uh, we've done the fiftieth episode one year anniversary stream which was yep. a lot of fun the fast turns out the fastscape game is really really bad <laughs> oh yeah we ended up playing some overwatch at the yeah end we just, just i was twitched it up. yeah <laughs> you weren't the, you weren't even the one playing it oh <laughs> it controlled <laughs> look there's a reason that that game is was like a pound 50 on amazon <laughs> oh yeah it's not good anyway uh, it was we had fun we had some q a with the chat um but yeah so I'm just bummed out I forgot to ask what everybody's favorite stinger was. Actually, yeah, let, let us know. <laughs> Since we forgot, yeah. you can you can let us know now, I, I guess, either on Twitter or in the comments on the website or anything like that. Anyway, uh, let's get into this week's episode. Uh, like I said at the start, it's called Losing Time. We kick things off with an interesting set of shots. Yes. Because we have... Crichton and Scorpius running through what looks like Moya. They're sort of running from each other. Crichton is dressed in his like red and black peacekeeper jacket, which we haven't seen him wear for a while. Um, and uh, they're running along, and they've actually got chest cameras, which is oh, that's where they put him. Yeah, I forget, I forget exactly what they're called. They're like a it's like a harness that goes over their chest and it points up so that it stays steady while they're running along. Yeah, it stays on their face. Yeah, it's, <laughs> all I could think of was watching this was. Um, was Mitchell and Webb just dun 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 frantic and we're like oh what's this about but then the two of them come across uh, there's a big door somewhere in moya mm-hmm. and uh it opens like a closet or something that's just standing in the middle of the bay yeah and it opens and there's a wormhole in it <laughs> yeah like on the like, other side it's narnia yeah it's ba- basically it's narnia yeah <laughs> it's, it's the wormhole the, in the cupboard it's the looking glass or whatever it is yeah right wormhole in the cupboard <laughs> Uh, let's see, the Lux and the Witch and the Wardrobe, something like that. Anyway, um, the... No, the Lux and the Witch and Wormhole. Wormhole, yeah, right, that's what I, that's what I meant, that's what I said. <laughs> anyway, it, it, that happens, and then Scorpius wakes up and then plugs himself from a device. He's yes. got something plugged into the side of his head. So clearly that was, I mean, obviously that was all like in Scorpius's head, maybe something to do with the neurochip, looking I, for wormhole knowledge. Yeah. And so he wakes up, he's lying down on his bed um, somewhere, and Braca comes over the comms to tell him, Sir, we've finally done it. We think we've got it. Sorry for waking you. Yeah. Braca. <laughs> and then Scorpius uh, gets up and goes to look out a window, and he sees in space an yeah, actual yeah. wormhole. Oh dear. So there's clearly, they've been busy while, while everything else has been going on. Yeah, worse, they've made progress. <laughs> yeah. It looks like they can actually make wormholes now. All right. Ooh, so this should be interesting. But we actually go back to Moya uh, now because I'll, let's just say this up front. There are two plots in this episode. There are two lines going yes. at the same time that do not cross over with each other. No, but the Scorpius one is very minor. It's like yeah, three, it's, maybe four scenes and that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's very minor in terms of impact on this episode, but in terms of uh, greater importance for the show, it's actually the way more important thing. Oh, yes. Because basically the rest of the plot of this episode is, you know, your monster of the week type thing. Um, Mm -hmm. So let's get into it. So we go back to Moya and uh, you've got, so just to remind everyone who's on Moya, we've got Crichton, obviously, Jewel, Chiana, 
and Dargo and you know not forgetting Pilot. But so that's that's who's on Moya. And uh, Crichton is trying to convince everyone to stay where they are and keep looking for more wormholes. Yeah, because there's been readings that could indicate a wormhole, but Jewel counters with, yes, it could also mean a trillion other things. Can we please just stop this wild goose chase? And initially I was like, I mean, come on, give give John a chance, you know. And then Dargo says, like, we've been searching here for ten solar days. And I'm like, okay, oh yeah, that's fair. We, they should probably just go, pack it up and go home. two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, no, you know, none of them want to stick around. John's like, please, come on, guys, I saw the Three Stooges, I've got to stick around here. And Dargo, as both Jewel and Jan are like, no, we're not going to keep going. Dargo says, look, you know just as well as I do that Earth could be anywhere. The yeah. fact that you saw through a wormhole means that any wormhole we find, there's no guarantee it's going to lead there. Yeah, you know, it's it's a needle in a haystack kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so Chiana's like, right, just get us out of here. Let's let's go. And Jewel uh, goes along with it. Also, Jewel has uh, Jewel's gone shopping at some point. She's got a new outfit starting yes. this episode. It's like a crop top sort of thing with like long skirts as well. And yeah, yep. so cool. Which means that guest starring this episode. <laughs> Yes. Tammy McIntosh's washboard joins us. <laughs> in a long, fine tradition on here in Farscape. <laughs> that, woman, that woman works out. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess that makes sense why you would uh, have something like that. Anyway, I was just like, there's new costuming. That's cool. Jewel, of all people, seems like the person who would have different outfits. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, she, I mean, she's frozen for 22 cycles, so she hasn't really had the chance to accessorize. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I just like pointing out stuff like that, because it's always seemed... Uh, it shows a bit of progression that, you know, things are happening in between episodes. I've seen a few people comment like, well, why, where, where did Dargo get that coat from? Or where did this happen? I'm like... For me, I don't need to know if it's just they like, bought some. If they just they bought some clothes, I don't need to see the origins of Dargo's jacket. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> or like, like you just see Dargo go into a clothing store, a montage of him trying different things. Like I like this one. Walks out. There you go. There's your origin. Was that interesting? Yeah. No. <laughs> Wasn't particularly relevant. Nah. Anyway, moving on from costuming and so on. Basically, Crichton's been overridden. Nobody. Nobody wants to stick around. And Crichton says to Pilot, look, look, Pilot, can we just stay anyway? And Pilot's like, we could, Commander, but I don't think any, everyone else would be happy with that. So <laughs> so yeah. Pilot Pilot is almost accommodating towards John. It's like, no. <laughs> so, I, I kind of want to, too, because we don't really have anything better to do, but... It wouldn't be fair to everybody else, I think. Yeah. And But before they turn away and leave, uh, Pilot says, we're approaching... An electromagnetic cluster. It should be harmless, um, but Moya's about to pass through it. It should be harmless. It's a sentence that always means it's going to be anything but harmless. <laughs> I mean, also in the show, as soon as you see something odd they haven't seen before, it usually causes trouble. So they pass through it, and it shakes a bit, and then they're like, um, is everything okay? It's like, yeah, everything's fine. Except then John turns to see... Well, it's a big floaty, translucent blue, somewhere between like a jellyfish and a sea slug thing floating around. Sea slug, a little bit of moonlit butterfly from Dark Souls. Oh yeah, that's a good one. It's it's you know about a few feet long and it's just kind of hovering there and it goes through him a couple times through Crichton. Yeah, and he's like clearly causing discomfort. And then he drops to the floor and then he gets lifted then he just starts floating up above the oh, floor yeah, that's the point oh right that's the point where it was like ghost yeah and he's hovering there and then we see blood dripping down onto the floor and mm-hmm. we see it from above we just see drop hit the floor and then yeah, it's like bloop and then a close up on his face bloop. and just blood running down his nose and dripping to the bloop. floor and so what the hell is going on here we'll find out because that's the title cut that's like oh mystery for this episode aliens and then when we come back oh my god when we come back (laughs) Crichton is just lying on the floor in a pool of his own blood yes like well a lot right next to it like a lot of blood like i like i was like you have a small drop and that then that you can see that being connected to a larger puddle 
which is then connected to a really large puddle. Yeah, it's it's. I was like, John, no wonder John's unconscious. He's lost a ton of blood. Are you okay? <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't a very deep pool, so it no, wasn't but, that much blood. But it's still like, oh. And so he staggers to his uh, knees. He's he gets up, but he's still like kind of out of it because mm-hmm. hey, he's lost a ton of blood. <laughs> I also like the the moment we see his face. Uh, the screen is framed, so it's cut in half that you see John's face, and also his face reflected in the pool of his own blood. Mm. Yeah, so he gets up, like yelling for everybody else, and he's like, "Come on, what, Chiana, Dago?" And he runs into Chiana, and he says, "Hey, you okay? What's, what, you know, something weird is going on. Something freaky's happened." And she's like, "Yeah, I'm fine. You look awful." Because <laughs> yeah, it's like, "Am I cut? Do I have a wound or something?" So she looks and like, let me look. No, no, you're fine. Oh, no. You sure? It's like, oh, no, wait, what's this? Whap, and just hits him on the head. It's like, yeah, you're fine. Shut up. Yeah, you're fine. Maybe you imagined it. You, you have barely slept in ten days. And so he's like, look, I was bleeding. There was a pool of blood. What's Something's wrong. Look, come come with me. I'll show you. And he takes her back up to uh, command. And he's like, Ray was right. Hit. Hmm. <laughs> and there's a DRD right next to it. And, like, the blood is all gone. So the <laughs> Chiana thinks Crichton is crazy, yeah. Um, but I pretty clearly the DRD cleaned cleaned up all the blood. John's like, you have to have some of it left. Come on, you're coming with me. By the way, that pool would not have been still liquid by the time John woke up. Uh, probably dried out. Yeah, might have been. <laughs> anyway, uh, Chiana asks Pilot, you know, "Did you detect anything?" And Pilot's like, "No, I registered nothing. Nothing came aboard. Everything's fine." Mm-hmm. And so Chiana says to Christ, like, look, go eat, go bathe, because you stink, you know, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, then, like you said, Crichton picks up the DRD, he's like, no, we're going to get to the bottom of this. You can't have yeah. got rid of all my blood. Well, he's opened up the back panel and he's looking in it and then, you know, nothing. So he sits down and he's like, huh, man, what the hell? And he looks down and there's blood on his forearm. Yeah, it, it does a beautiful panning shot of John where it, it briefly is... John is briefly obscured by a part of the um, mess hall. Yeah. And it pans around back to him from the other side of that object. And the music on this is so on point. Mm. Especially because it is punctuated by the dr- drops that you hear, the drop of water. Mm. And then suddenly the dro- we see a drop of water landing at some point. And then suddenly in the next shot, it's not water anymore that's dripping. It's red yeah, water. Yeah, it's blood. And so, yeah, there's blood down his forearm. It's happened again, it seems. So Crichton uh, goes to Pilot, and he mm-hmm. says, like, look, do, did you detect anything? I, I know I saw something. Crichton is kind of uh, freaking out a bit still, and Pilot says, look, I ran, the, I ran the scans. It came up empty. And John says, do them again. Like, run the scans again. Even, even if I imagined the light, I have the blood to prove it, and there's still blood on his forearm. So it's like, yeah, it's really there. It's like, what else could it be? And Pilot suggests that it's a possibility that uh, when Carvok twinned Crichton, that mm-hmm. something went wrong, or there's some kind of degradation of Crichton's body happening now. Yeah, and they don't really know, you know, what the effects of being twinned are. So it's a possibility. Even then, there should have been any some signs of wounds. And so we go back up to, I think we go back up to command, and Jewel is like, what, what's going on? My chamber is boiling hot, the maintenance bay is leaking, something is going very wrong here. Mm-hmm. And Chiana says, well, Pilot's having trouble with the internal systems. And then Dargo and Crichton come in. Crichton's like, okay, something is very wrong here. I've, like, lo- I've blacked out, woken up with blood on me. Something. I want everybody to sit and watch me in case it happens again. And Chiana's like, you're fine, don't worry about it. Look, no, either... I'm something very wrong. I don't have any wounds yet. I'm bleeding. I'm either St. John of the Uncharted Territories. <laughs> or, you know, I thought I was the original and well, whatever is on Talon was the copy. But maybe I'm the photocopy. And I'm falling apart somehow. And Chiana aggressively denies this. It's like, no, no, you're fine. That can't be it. <laughs> oh, yes. I like that subtle little reference back to Eat Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, nice. And but so he's like, okay, Gianna and Jewel are like, no, we're not. This is dumb. And he says to Dargo, like, come on, D, like Dargo. And eventually Dargo <laughs> relents. He's like, 
okay, I we'll we'll sit and watch. And then Jewel and Chiana go to leave, and Dargo's like, ah, ah, no, no, everybody, everybody in here, we're all going to sit here and just watch Crichton. And Chiana asks, but what if we need to urinate? No, she. what she says was, what if we need to piss? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what if we need to piss? And Dargo's like, well, then we'll all go and urinate together. And Chiana... It's just like, you promise? It's like, <laughs> just sit there like, and watch Crichton. <laughs> and then they just sit there. And just sitting there. And again, beautiful music underneath this. Because mm. there's um, a little bowl sitting on one of the um, counters, and there's water dropping, dripping into that. Yeah, because... Like bucket you know, underneath a dripping uh, roof. Yeah, because Pilot's having trouble with some of the internal systems. It's like, drip, drip, drip. And then, eventually, Chiana's like... Look, can't we just go now? And then she stands up and like slips on a, pile, a puddle of water on the ground, mm-hmm. and there's water all over the floor. And the bucket that we saw just a second ago is now overflowing. Yeah. And Jules like, wait, how is that possible? It was it's filled up already. That's that's crazy. And Jules like, see, see, strange things are happening, but I made that DRD record us, so he'll put it on the clamshell now. And we see well the start of this scene, and I was like, I don't want. No, we don't want to do... Okay, fine. Let's sit here. Are we having fun? Galaxies of it, Jewel quips. And then everybody starts, like, vibrating back and forth. Uh, for, first of all, there just seems some sort of distortion, and they right. knock out. Yeah. Yeah, then they wake up and just sort of start shaking, like, very violently, and um, uh, go unconscious again, and then wake up. They don't even go unconscious. They just oh, right. yeah, yeah. in upright position. Mm. And then the end of the scene plays. So nobody knows what the hell is going on. Like, yeah. But at least now they know something is going on. And they're all a bit terrified. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not fun to see happening and having no recollection of it. Now, at this point, then we cut back to Scorpius and uh, what Scorpius is up to. We actually find out Scorpius is on a command carrier, and that's where they're conducting all their testing for the wormholes at the moment. So we actually get, like, an interior shot of a command carrier, and it's all sort of very, you know, standard Peacekeeper tech. There's some lots of angular surfaces, silver walls and red, you know, accents. and Panels. Yeah. And a hangar bay. Yeah, and a hangar bay, because they say that uh, the Prowler maintained integrity on the last six re-entries of the wormhole with no gravitational distortions. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, okay... Right, this is so far so good. We've got our wormhole, we've got the thing going through it. And then we actually find, so we've got Scorpius and Braca, uh, mm-hmm. as, as usual. And then there are three other people uh, with them who are working, is, working on the project. There's one, Sebastian. Mm-hmm. That's uh, project leader Drillic. Yeah. And then there are two aliens. There's a woman with like uh, white hair and some sort of bluish tints to the skin and like uh, odd markings around the eyebrows. Mm-hmm. And then there's a male alien who is much more heavily made up. He's sort of shorter with a bald head that comes up to a point, and he's got like little spines along coming up from his temples, going up back over his head, and a very t- small sort of nostril slits and uh, sunken eyes. So we've got a couple <laughs> aliens working on this. You're reminding me of a, a tiny bit of a piranha. A little bit, yeah. Just in the vaguest sense. So there's, you know, reporting on the status of the project, you know, the Prowler came in pretty well, no gravitational distortions, but Drillic, the uh, Sebastian, he's just a guy who's got a beard and his short hair and he's just sort of, mm-hmm. looks like he's pissed off. <laughs> he says, Scorpius, is in- your indecision is a waste of time. You're wa- we need to do a manned flight right now. Yeah, and Scorpius is like, pardon? <laughs> well, Scorpius is just sort of looking up, he's like, <sighs> and And he's like, you brought me in here so I could learn as much about wormholes as possible. You did not bring me here to wait for your permission like you're my mother. <laughs> I'm like, well, you see, Corporal Colin, this is what we call suicide. It's a case <laughs> yes. of suicide that killed him. <laughs> yes, walking up to Scorpius and, you know, when demanding anything is certainly can be ruled a suicide. <laughs> and especially insulting him while we're at it. Yeah. So, but uh, one of the uh, aliens actually says that, but uh, I think... Commander uh, Drillic means is that uh, if the trial is not completed soon, we'll have to find another wormhole. And <laughs> yeah. and so you know, Drillic insists, and Scorpius is like, yes, of course. Get your Prowler pilot ready now. And so then we cut away. And so we come back to Moya, 
And Dargo said that they actually, when they passed out, they were out for about an, half an hour. And yeah. so what actually, I realised what we saw on the vid screen, on the clamshell, was actually, it was sped up. It was like, yeah. that's why they were like freaking out and moving so quickly. And it's like, yeah, that was a long stretch of time there that the DRD was kind of fast forwarding through. And so, mm-hmm. you know, they lost about half an hour. And Jewel says, I may have lost some time earlier. I was in the bath and it was really hot. And then suddenly, immediately, it was really cold, and I thought it was just a heating coil malfunction. Yeah, but now it might be relevant. And John's like, "Did anybody else experience anything strange?" Dargo, I live on this ship. <laughs> Something strange always happens. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're like, "Okay, let's go see Pilot. Maybe Pilot knows what's going on." Actually, try to contact Pilot, who's not responding. Yeah. Huh. That's weird. So let's go uh, see him, and they go into Pilot's chamber, and it stinks in there, they say. It's like, oh, God, Pilot stinks. This is awful. Hmm. And Pilot looks to be out cold. He's just lying, just sitting there in in his chamber and not moving. John goes up to him and is like, um, uh, somebody tell me how to check his pulse. <laughs> I don't know where it is. Behind head, between vertebrates. Oh, okay. And so, like, uh, how is Pilot okay? And then Pilot wakes up, shaking and yelling, and throws everybody back. And he says, in a slightly different voice, like, judgment starts now. And you're like, what? 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 Pardon? What? And Crane's like, well, okay, whoa, whoa, what do you mean? What is happening? And he says, Pilot is gone. I'm here now. There is no pilot, only Zool. Only Zool! (laughs) So something is possessing pilot. It is Zool! No. No, No, it's not Zool. I'll drop it. He says, but he says, I can stay in pilot for a while without harming this body. And what I'm looking for is a diseased energy rider, he says. Okay. All right. Fine. Sure. I'll buy it. (laughs) And they say, when they passed through the cluster earlier... Uh, the rider escaped and now inhabits one of the bodies. And he must taste them. I must taste you, he says repeatedly. And <laughs> it's like, I must taste you one at a time to find it. And so this is clearly to do with whatever it was John saw, which was clear. Well, it was an energy rider. But yeah, like, okay. So we have a nibble. Is that what you're talking about? I don't know. So they want, you know, there's an escaped or like a loose, diseased. Uh, energy alien somewhere on the ship and this is probably another one trying to track it down okay sure fine okay that can't be bad at all so then they leave pilot's den uh, and they're like okay let's see if we have any control of moya now that pilot's been overtaken dargo tries a console nothing john's like yeah i got nothing here either jewel walks up to john's like you know you were the first one to feel any effects, so it makes you the most likely person to be possessed. And then Chiana says, well, what about maybe Pilot's the only one who's infected and is just playing us or something? Yeah. Like, um, hmm, I don't know. Jules very insistent about the fact that, no, John, I still think it's you. <laughs> and John's like, fine, whatever. Opinion noted, get lost. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got this kind of mystery going on on Moya. And then again, we cut back to the command carrier and Scorpius. And uh, we're on the command carrier in the hangar. And the prowler has returned. The prowler pilot has returned. And like, okay, well, he's come back. See, everything, everything's fine. And uh, why is your, Then why is your prowler pilot not responding? It's like, uh, open up. Open up. And Scorpius just says to him, it's like, well, go on then. Open it. And yes, so they, and- they open the canopy and just... Red- well, the pilot comes out. Yeah, technically, because red goo just flows over the side of the cockpit. Yeah, and like oh, drips on the floor. Oh dear! Like I said, the pilot comes out. The pilot flows out. Yeah, and says, "Well, your pilot's integrity is definitely not intact." Can I just point out? Have these people never heard of I don't know pets, animal trials? <laughs> They're peacekeepers. Well, like, also. <laughs> Put a mouse in there first. Just well, a mouse. Do, do they have See if a, the mouse comes out? They don't have mice on a command carrier. 
You're not telling me that none of them have any biological material. You really? <laughs> okay. You know what? Knowing what we know about peacekeepers, you really think they're gonna let anybody have a pet? No. You know what? Better. <laughs> they must have a corpse lying around somewhere. <laughs> corpse can't a fly. Prisoner. A... It's like a corpse a can't corpse. fly a prowler. <laughs> no, but apparently they could do it manually anyway. Just oh, put the corpse true. in there. See what happens to that thing <laughs> before you start putting somebody in who who is alive. Uh, I mean, like, also... let's see if this corpse comes back in one piece. Well, I mean, also in the earlier scene, Scorpius was, you know, putting it off, and they're like, "Okay, we we'll continue testing." And Drillic was like, "No, we're gonna, no, we, you're wasting time. Let's do test. Let's do like human testing now." Yeah, or you're right. testing. Drillic, Drillic was actually pushing this. And so, so exactly, Scorpius was like, "All right, then, let's do it. Let's see what happens." And then, you know, the Prowler pilot just melts, and so <laughs> Scorpius says. Uh, well, rather, Drillic is saying to Scorpius, "Like, I, I, this, this won't happen again. I'm, I'm really sorry." It's like, and Scorpius is like, "No, no, it'll happen at least once, more. once more." Yeah, you will, okay. you will fly the next one. Clean out the cockpit and uh, put the head of research in there, and do another, another test immediately before we lose the wormhole. <laughs> He's trying to say no, but but and and Scorpius is like, "I'm sorry, but uh, Braca will insist that we do this." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the Piranha Man is like, but you can't do that. He's he's head of research. And Scorpius just leans into him. It's like, oh, what's your name? And he says, Kokura uh, Strapper. And he says, uh, all right, well, Strapper, you are now the project leader. And now that you know what to expect, we can find out what went wrong. Strapper's like, uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I partially like this this response from Scorpius because it's like, look, you just killed a person without any good reason. Well, it's, yeah, it's like you pushed for this to happen, so you know this and man is now dead. Yeah, we liquefied someone. It's like, all right, then. Well, you can take the next one. This is what happens when you rush Scorpius. Yeah, because uh, you pay the price. Scorpius actually partially cares what happened to this man. Like, I mean, also not that man specifically, but it's like, look, dude, you don't, these people are not disposable pieces. Uh, pieces you can just throw at the wall. I, I didn't take that from what I took from it was that Scorpius wanted to do more testing, wanted to make sure that it would work before sending somebody through it, wanted to be more methodical, right? And Drillic was yeah. like, "No, we f this. We haven't got time." He was impatient, and mm-hmm. so Scorpius, you know, gives him enough rope to hang himself, basically, by saying. Yeah. You know, all right then, we'll do it your way. See what happens, and then the, the guy liquefies. <laughs> so it's like, all right, yeah. See what happens. This is why you got to give me time. And then to punish him for being like, uh, I guess insubordinate or whatever. He's like, yeah, you fly. You can fly the next one. This is uh, what yeah, you yeah. did. But yeah, Scorpius is like, all right, no, you will pay the price for this. You want to rush me? This is what happens. So you should just let me. Basically, wants to be left alone to do his work with um, with the rest of the the team. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we've gone back now to Moya, and um, Dargo and Crichton uh, have gone to see the creature inside of Pilot, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, we don't trust you, we want to see Pilot, we want to see the real Pilot, we want to talk to him, we want to find out what's going on. And oh, <laughs> so cool. Yeah, so what they do is, uh, or rather what the uh, creature inside of Pilot does, is it sort of starts shaking about, it says, I can show you... I will show you, and then starts shaking back and forth, back and forth, lights flickering, and then stops, like, stock still. Yeah, stiff. And um, the pilot's eyes move back and forth, and his mouth opens, it's like, Crichton, Duggo, it's me! He's not lying! There's creature in one of you! Ah, and then it gets repossessed, and then starts moving normally again. Yeah, because I also like the f- difference in the face, because whatever this creature that is in pilot... And whenever they're talking, the eyes are half closed. Almost yeah, and the, like it's and, in a trance. And the eyebrows whereas, are very angry. Yeah, wh- whereas when pilot, we see Pilot, he's just, com- like you said, completely stiff. And his eyes wide open, afraid. And he's like... Yeah, just that, so that those visual clues as to who is mm-hmm. currently talking. And the lighting. The lighting also helped mm. a lot. And so the uh, creature inside Pilot uh, says that, okay, well, you need to help me find the energy rider. He says, well, why can't you possess one of us and just, uh, you know, work your way through us until you find it? It's like, no, if I was to possess you, it would destroy you. I can only possess Pilot because he's such, you know, he can take it. Yeah, apparently he's more hardy or more advanced. Well, just, I mean, just bigger. His brain is, his ba- brain is 
far more advanced than theirs. Mm, yeah. And so uh, the creature says to them that the rider would not know anything about uh, the person's p private lives. And yeah, because so, they had to possess someone in a hurry. Mm, Matters of the heart. And that should help you uh, narrow your search. And so Dargo and Crichton are walking away. And uh, Doug, <laughs> so they're going through the corridors. And Dargo says, right, okay, uh, Lolan was my wife. Uh, Joffy was my son. He slept with Chiano, who was my fiance." Yeah, there we go. Okay, personal details. Yeah, and John's like, my dad's name is Jack. My dog's name was Gyro? No, my dog's... No, no, no. He says, uh, my dad's name was Jack. My dog's name was Hubble. Oh, Hubble. Hubble, right. like the telescope, like the astronaut. Hubble Space I know, Telescope. I know, right. I know. You see? Um, I, I have heard of that. <laughs> just check it. Hubble you speak but of. Listen, you thought the dog was called Gyro. <laughs> I knew it was something science-y, okay? <laughs> That's why I wrote it down. Um... <laughs> And then he says, I lost my virginity to Karen Shaw in the back of a pickup truck or whatever it was. And Dargo asks, how old were you? I think, what does John say? He was 17? 16. 16. And Dargo's like, hmm, I was seven. And then John's like, huh? Just like, looks at him, it's like, what? And that then, and that's the end of that scene. We, you know, follow them into command where we've got uh, Chiana and Jewel. And so they're going to start quizzing them. And so they ask Chiana, it's like, what's your brother's name? And uh, after a pause, she's like, um, come on, you, you know what his name is. What are you doing? And they're like, Chiana. <laughs> she's like, Why are you asking all these questions? And then eventually she says, okay, his name was Neri. All right, his name was Neri. And Tiger's like, okay, okay. All right, you got that one. Question two, did you or did you not kill Socus? Chiana's like, his name was Salus, and you don't even know if I killed him or not. Yeah. <laughs> And God, that, this is a deep cut, and we actually yeah. took a sec for us to actually find out what they were talking about. And this is way back, season one, episode fifteen, almost two two full seasons ago. Yeah, um, that's the, the introduction of Chiana. Uh, Salas was another Nabari, and it was unclear whether or not he was killed by Chiana or by Durka, and that was left ambiguous at the end of that episode. Yeah, Durka returns was that episode. Yep. And, God, that was so long. I was like, whoa, that, that is a deep, deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> um, what? But, yeah, she's like, you don't know if I killed him, so, like, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's not really helping. Dark's like, okay, All right, okay. Fine, fine. And so then they go to Jewel, and it's like, all right. Just like, why are you looking at me like that? They said the uh, creature inside pilot said that uh, they wouldn't know personal details and so on. And She's like... You guys don't know anything personal about me. Well, we know how you got in the uh, stasis chamber. He's like, I could make it up and you wouldn't know. So Dargo's like, tell us the truth. And so uh, she initially, I think they just said she was picked up by like a random like cruise or something. Just mm -hmm. got picked up for spare parts. And this time it's like, we discovered a mine of, uh, I forget what it was, some crystal alloy or something. Yeah. And uh, we were making our way. We were trying to get, trying to get out of there. We were being chased down for the location of it. And then my uh, cousins went into the town, and then they got sick, and so we all got frozen. Yeah, and she got captured and sold to eventually. And so they're like, "Well, that's not what you told us before." She's like, "I was lying before." <laughs> and they're like, "In my case, I would have been like, then lie again. Tell them the same story." Yeah. Yeah, that's that's mostly what they're asking you to do. And Chiana doesn't believe her and says, like, I'm pretty, yeah, no, you know what? I don't buy this. She's been acting suspicious this whole episode, really eager to leave, convinced that Crichton is the one. Right, so. she did say a little earlier in, I think, the scene, or a couple scenes ago, like, look, why don't we just get a transport pod and get the you know, hell out of here? Like, we can't do that, we don't have control. She's like, I'm going to try it anyway. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I know, who, I know yeah. who it is. We've had similar episodes where, you know, people have been possessed by something, and mm -hmm. that's typically what they do is they try and get on a transport pod and leave. And so that they can infect more people mm. or whatever. Yeah, uh, actually, now that I think about it, this is like a similar plot than we, that we've had before. We've had it with um, a little bit in Beware of Dog with the things that were pretending to be Rigel, also in uh, A Bug's Life with the yep. sentient... Uh, virus so it's kind of it's kind of the same thing again mm -hmm. anyway they say to the thing inside the uh, creature inside the pilot they say right okay you take jewel 
Chiana says that, yes. and the others are like, whoa, 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 hang on, we're not, we're not we're sure still discussing, and like, so you have chosen this jewel, and Jules like, no, they haven't chosen anything, and John is also like, Calm. No, give us more time, we need to figure this out, and whatever is in pilot is impatient, and just goes for it, and quote, tastes jewel, what that involves is she just slams back into the wall, starts convulsing, and then Dargo tries to pain. grab her, is blown back. Yeah, it's not back, and then she like collapses to the floor because they're yelling, "Stop! Stop! You're killing her!" And, um, and she's frothing at the mouth. Yeah, so she drops to the floor, you know, foaming at the mouth, and uh, in the creature in the inside a pilot says, "Okay, well, tasted her, but did not find the rider, so we must still taste each of you in turn." Yeah, she might, she might the rider might even actually be in duel. Yeah, we don't know. That accomplished nothing. <laughs> basically and so uh, John's like right okay Dargo come with me we're gonna go sort this out we're gonna I've got I've got an idea and uh, Chiana's like I'm coming too it's like no you stay with Jewel and Chiana's like oh no 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 not this time no <laughs> and so Dargo's like all right I'll stay with Jewel you go and so they go out into the corridor and then uh what happens is Crichton picks up one of the DRDs. It's the same one he was tinkering with earlier. You can mm -hmm. tell because it has part of it, the back panel of it is off and you can see the blinking lights and circuitry yep. underneath. And so he picks it up and it's like, right, we're going to talk to Moya because we can't talk to the thing inside a pilot and uh, we can't talk to Moya through him because, you know, we can't trust it. Yeah, and so he says to the, to the thing, okay, what what Moya must be aware of this thing. What what do we do? And it just sort of moves its eye stalks back and forth and like and it, re it responds uh, going like and uh, John's like we <laughs> okay okay we don't understand any of the R two D two crap. We're gonna use the Star Trek method, <laughs> which I love. And he's like uh, one blink for yes, two blinks for no, which is we understand. And the, the DRD's eye stalks blink once. And you're like, all right, good. We're getting good. there. Basically, they're talking through the DRD directly to Moya. Like, mm -hmm. right, we need to do something about this. And so they follow the DRD, uh, which yeah. Crichton has nicknamed uh, DRD Pike. Again, mm -hmm. like, that's another callback to the Star Trek thing. In fact, the the blinking, do you actually know where that comes from, the blinking? I do not know. I will tell you. Well, so this was way back. This is the original series. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Captain Kirk... Spark, you know, all that stuff. There was a previous captain of the Enterprise, so before Kirk, called uh, Captain Pike, who you may, you know, people will have made, he's in the new movies yeah, and so on. Yeah, he's in there. And, he was the previous pilot of the Enterprise, actually. Well, the, yeah, previous captain. And in the original series, he yeah. was confined to a wheel, well, sort of a wheelchair. He was, couldn't talk, he couldn't move, but he had a wheelchair and he would blink once for yes and twice for no, you know, that's how he communicates. Ah, and so that's why he's called DRD Pike, because it's the blinking yes and no. Just a little bit of uh, backstory info there. Uh, so they follow the DRD, and it takes them down to a chamber deep in the depths of Moya, which is actually below the neural cluster, and it's somewhere that Pilot can't see. It's also a disco. <laughs> yeah. I think we've seen that set before. It's like dark, and the uh, it's like an access corridor, which looks like a, the negative space of like a vertebrae. Mm -hmm. and they're walking through it and there's like green laser lights going through there and so they walk through then the door opens and they go into a new chamber we've not seen before and mm. what it is is the starburst chamber yes it's like in the center of the room there are like three I mean, pillars is, is going a bit far but it's not, they're like three unicorn horns the glitch, yes. glittery they're curved they're curved inwards towards each other a little bit and this is apparently the point where Starburst initializes. Yeah, so it's like right down at the bottom of Moya, like to below. You know, we've seen that shot going down from Pilot's Chamber where you know, the Starburst rises up underneath that. So it must be just right at the bottom there where that starts. Mm -hmm. And uh, Pilot doesn't have any senses in there, so he can't see them. And so they can talk in there. And as they walk in, there's a pa the DRD opens a panel in the back then leaves. Yeah. He leaves while they're not really watching, and there's a light there. There's a button there, and Jana's like, oh, is that, this is what he, what it wants us to press? And John's like, careful, don't just go, for, come on, what's the worst could could happen? Pushes the button. 
and like then energy goes up the uh, unicorn horns. Up, up the up the horns and like so Starburst kind of initializes and it's like shut it off, turn it off. It's like how do I turn it off? Like just push the same button again. And so she does, and like there's a little bit. So it just starts up and then dissipates. So it doesn't there's do like a, a full large thing. Large flash of light, though. Yeah, a bl- like white, like crackling light in sort of like a ring, and it goes up and then dissipates. Like okay, well, why would Moya bring us here? Because going on, Jenna walks away, and John's like, "Why? Is this? I don't understand. Why would it want?" And he turns around. Why would it want to? Oh, and we see Chiana sort of swaying a little bit. And uh, brushing the uh, the starburst crystals, horns, whatever, and we see the energy rider, the outline of the blue jellyfish sea slug-looking thing we saw earlier, uh, above Chiana. Yeah. So it's been in her this whole time. And apparently, a, a flash of starburst reveals it. Hmm. Or at least it, it wants. The, it's an energy rider, right? So it must want energy. Must yeah, eat energy, so it comes down to the Starburst chamber. May, might be feeding off it. I mean, Pike took them there. So yes, yeah, revealed itself to Crichton, and, and oh. Gianna suddenly loses the or the energy writer suddenly loses the ability to create coherent sentences. Yeah, it seems to be talking directly now to Crichton rather than doing anything else, and it just can't. It can't quite get the words out properly, and has like a weird inflection. Yeah, and I'm like sometimes a little hard to understand. Yeah, there, there's a few points where I'm like, what? Can yeah. you speak up? Use it's your like, words. wouldn't hurt this body. That sort of thing. Like, That's exactly what it sounds yeah, like. like yeah, good. I'm not going to do that for, for anymore. But, um, no, but I'm like, you were, function- you were talking perfectly fine just now. Why are you doing this? <laughs> but she's like, no, wouldn't hurt it. And uh, glad that you know now, jumps and says, I want to try out this body. This body wants you. And sort of like jumping onto Crichton. And it's like, but, but I, I thought you'd hurt this body if you stayed in too long. It's like, no, I wouldn't do that. Talip is lying. And so the thing inside of Pilot is called Talip. Yeah, apparently. That's, we find out. And she's like, no, he's lying. I love the body. love the little tight body. And John's like, whoa, okay. Whoa, whoa, hey. Okay, yes. Well, whoa. we all love all right. this body. So, uh, oh, yeah, great. No, yeah, uh, fine. That's the, good. The, mm-hmm. the, you ha- you're the, uh, we'll, I'll come back to you. Your, your number's in the book, right? Yeah? No? Okay. <laughs> throws uh, throws a, a, And <laughs> she's like, it's gone. For the young people in the audience, uh, that joke refers to the phone book. Which ah. is a book that we used to use to find out people's phone numbers. <laughs> These goddamn kids today. I, was... I mean, like, <laughs> no I one's I, no I, one's I, used I, the phone book for ages. Yeah, you're, exactly. You're Any... We can't exclude some of the listeners actually don't know what that was a reference to. I guess. So, um, she's, the energy writer says it's hiding because Talop wants to kill her, and Talop likes pain. And then after he takes the rider, he'll kill the crew anyway. It's like just I like well. Don't you also, while in pain? She's like, no, not pain, and then touches Crichton, and there's, he gets, he experiences, oh, he has a good time. He just has like a wave of pleasure. Of, he kind of, and he initially, the first one's like, he's like, whoa, okay, and, and then, uh, what was that? It was like, little sip. Little sip, a little bit, and then she does it again, and he kind of doubles over. He's like, "Oh, mm, yang, oh, that was that was good, dude, but." Mm, uh. And he's like, "She's like, I'm Talib is pain, I'm not pain." And he's like, "Okay, I'm, I'm gonna go sort this out. <laughs> talk to my crew, talk to the rest of the people, my crew, and we'll see what to do. How, how can trust?" You and he's like, <laughs> and he's walking off. He's like, "Look, uh, I've, but I'm a guy. I'll probably be back in fifteen minutes." <laughs> God fucking damn it, Crichton! Oh dear. I missed the guy part, but yeah, that's yeah. Like, I knew what the joke was heading. Mm. Oh, wow, that was that was a bit of a weird thing, but okay, sure. This episode is full of weird things. Speaking of which, we go back now to Scorpius and Braca and Scorpius is in his quarters on the command carrier and he's got he basically he's assembling like a little injector thing 
yeah, what the hell's up with hell this? What the hell is he doing? Yeah, Baraka comes in and is like, oh, sorry, sir, I'll come back later. And he's like, no, no, come in, come in. And so he does this, does up the injection, puts it under his chin and injects himself. Baraka looks away, flinching. And then Scorpius says to Baraka, like, why can a human, Crichton, why can a human survive re-entry and not a sebation? And Baraka says, um, maybe there's still some information in that chip we haven't found yet. Scorpius says to Braca, like, do you know why you're my second in command, Braca? No, sir. He's like, because you don't ask questions. And he says, why do you think Peacekeeper High Command has given, them, given us so much rain in chasing Crichton and researching wormholes? I do not question the orders of High Command, sir. <laughs> and Scorpius is like, would it surprise you to know that the Scarrens are planning a massive assault against us? But the only reason they haven't struck yet is because they fear hidden wormhole weapons. That the peacekeepers may have. No, no, he, he says, they fear our hidden wormhole weapons. To which Barker responds, we don't have any. It's like, yeah, we might have lied about that. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> was a bluff. They're starting to suspect that. Analysis shows that the Scarens outnumber us 10 to 1. So, yeah, if they invade, we're going to get our ass kicked. Sedation history completely, thousands of cycles completely wiped out. Yeah, and, and Baraka says... Thousands of cycles of history, mm. I should add. And Baraka says, unless we harness our superior weapon. It's like, yes, wormholes, exactly. Without the wormholes, the sebations will be gone. And uh, Scorpius says, sometimes I think it's you know actually inevitable. And he injects himself again. Mm. Like, is Scorpius using drugs? I don't know. Is, he, is, is it nutrients? Is it drugs? Is he calming himself what is it we yeah, don't know exactly is he using calming mm. substances to keep the stress down it may be we don't know it is not explained as far as we know it's not part of his cooling system no because we've not seen him do it before but also it's interesting like again we see that scorpius's goals ultimately are to stop the peacekeepers from being wiped out it has a noble part to it. Yeah, because I remember way back, uh, well, it was end of season two when Crichton gets captured by Scorpius and he says, like, what do you want it for? Like, to conquer vast distances and, you know, take your empire and make it huge. And he's like, you under, you underestimate me, John. And, you you know, you're thinking... You overestimate, oh, sorry, overestimate you over, me. Overestimate his ambition or whatever it is. Like, Scorpius doesn't want wormholes to take over the world. He, want, he wants wormholes to save his people. Again, that's an interesting motivation because he's, from his point of view, you know, he's the good guy here, right? Every good villain is the hero of his own story. Exactly, right? So I like that about Scorpius, that he's, he's trying to protect the peacekeepers from the Scarens. And from what we've seen of the Scarens, they don't seem to be very nice people. <laughs> I was going to say, I might go so far as to prefer the, scar the Sebations over the Scarens. Mm. Uh, at least the Peacekeepers over the Scarens. Sebations easily over the Scarens. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I like that. I like that he's not just in it for the, the glory or the taking over of the galaxy. He's actually got an interesting motivation. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, being Scorpius, he will go to whatever lengths it takes to achieve that. Yep. Including, but not limited to, liquefying Prowler pilots. And, you know... Well, he didn't do that on purpose. No. Well, the, he, no, 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 no. <laughs> liquefying project leads, however. That's yeah, that, that one, that's a little different. Pilots, no. Project leads, eh. Get in the Prowler. <laughs> so, yeah, I do like that. Anyway, we go back to Moya now. And uh, Crichton's talking to DRD Pike again. So, what do we want, what do you want me to do? And, um, like, is Moya going to help us in this blinks? Yes, it's like... Does Moya want me to turn the energy rider in? Blinks, yes. Okay. We don't know exactly if this is true, if, if that really is the case. Does that still mean that Moya wants me to betray the rider? Blinks once, yes. Yeah. Okay. So Moya's like, yeah, just turn it in and then maybe the... Uh, maybe Talip will leave. And so Crichton and Dargo go to Talop and say, like, we've hidden the rider. They go to Jewel first. Oh, right. Sorry. Yes, you're right. Because John goes back to Jewel and uh, Dargo, and Jewel is still on the floor coming to, and mm. uh, John talks to him, like, okay, it's in Chiana. And Jewel's like, okay, fine. Turn it in. We're, then we're done. And I was like, eh, it's slightly more complicated than that. Uh, so then they head to uh, Dargo and 
John at least head to Pilot's Den and are like, We found the energy rider, but we're keeping them hidden from you. It deals simple. You turn the ship around, go back to the cluster. Once we're there, we'll tell you in which person it is, and then we'll uh, we'll let you two figure it out from there. And I think actually in the earlier scene, the uh, energy rider says like, "Take me back." If they take them back there, then they can can hide in the crowd of you know many more of them. No, no, no. Well, what, what 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 that thing wants is uh, the them to take the energy rider to a planet. Ah, populate because right. there it can hide and there's right, no way right got it it can be found mm. and so yeah they're talking to Talbot like we've hidden the rider and you're not going to find him uh, just turn the ship around and Talib is like how do I know I can trust you yeah, oh god I love this maybe, maybe Talib is in one uh, maybe the rider is in one of you and this is just an elaborate plan from them I love I love this line. It's from Dargo, and he looks. It's like, no, this plan is so bad. It has to be ours. Yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah. This, this plan is so stupid. No, no, this has to be ours. <laughs> I feel like that would be better if uh, Talib knew these people. <laughs> so oh yeah. That would have been a dead giveaway. It's just like, it's like, oh no, this is actually their plan. This is such a terrible plan. It has to come from these guys. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. But Talib's like, hmm. Still, no, no, don't, no. Just choose, and he starts just basically doing to Dargo what he did to Jewel. Yeah, so Dargo collapses to the ground, shaking. John blasted back. And then we cut to Jewel, who has gone to the Starburst chamber to find Chiana, or the energy rider in Chiana's body, and Jewel is pointing a pulse pistol at her. And And Chiana's like, what what are you doing? What's this? Yeah. the gun away. Again, Chiana, like, acting like herself again. Jewel's like... No, I know exactly what you are. John told us, get up and take me to the pilot. Yeah, we're just gonna, I'm gonna hand you over, and uh, that'll be the end of it. And so you're walking through the corridors with the pulse pistol pointed at uh, Chiana, and then Crichton comes along. He's like, "Hey, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? What's going on?" Yeah, and at this point, Chiana is talking as an alien again. Yeah, like I mean, a different alien than what she usually. You know what I mean? Mm. And. She's like, yeah, too smart for me. Jewel smart. <laughs> brainy, brainy. Yeah. Uh, it, as you said, John then comes in like, whoa, 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 what's happening here? Calm down. And then Chiana, or rather the NG rider in Chiana's body, grabs Jewel by the throat and then Crichton by the throat, who yeah, she's able to hold she, up in the air because... She grabs Jewel first and John's like, whoa, 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 calm down. There's no... De- I was like, let me go. Please, let me go. <laughs> She throws them both to the ground, and John's like, "So, what he said about you is all true, isn't it?" <laughs> and the and it's like, "Yeah, all true, yeah." And then um, I like that John says, "Hey, sweetheart, you know the lights aren't flickering anymore. Your friend is done with Dargo, huh?" <laughs> uh oh. And so then the uh, then Talip tastes I wish they had called it something else <laughs> tastes Chiana instead and starts vibrating and shaking and the rider gets driven out of her and into pilot it just gets sucked through the ship John goes after it uh, Jewel stays with Chiana and just we see it basically sucked into the mouth of pilot there's actually quite a cool shot when it gets sucked out like it gets sucked gets sucked out the CG thing goes flying through the ship John chases after it and there's like a sweeping camera to follow it and John and it actually stays with the uh, the creature and John's able to follow it and it actually blends together quite nicely I did like yep. that so that was good so they follow it and go into pilot's den and Talip uh, has absorbed it or killed it apparently because it Absor- says that yeah it says right John's like it said you, you'd want to do that and then it says right okay well take us back and we can leave now it's like no a mastered pilot's body and the ship i think i'm going to stay because he's like the writer was right staying longer is amazing never knew oh i didn't realize it could be like this i will stay oh, i was wondering is that because he absorbed the writer or Maybe. somehow did some of it rub off could be or it could just be some kind of addiction to being stuck inside people or something. I mean... Who knows? So we've got to get a new plan now to get Talap out of pilot. And so Crichton finds the DRD Pike and uh, makes a plan with Moya. It's like, right, we're going to figure something out. And so he sends Jewel to the uh, neural cluster. Yeah, because I like this. Because you see um, Jewel 
cradling Gianna. It's like, say what you want about Jewel, but she really does care. <laughs> she cares about these people. Yeah, but he sends then sends Jewel off to the neural clusters. Like, go there, Dargo's waiting for you. And uh, the less said, the better. Yeah, no, let's not talk about this. And so he drags Chiana, and Chiana is still recovering from uh, what Talop did to her, and she can barely, she can't really walk. So Crichton John just, asks, like, "Can you stand?" She's like, "No." Okay. <laughs> Starts dragging her through the corridor, and it drags her to the starburst chamber again. Mm-hmm. And so then he says, right, Moy, what's gonna, what we're going to do is we're going to initiate Starburst, and Moy is going to redirect the Starburst energy to kill Talip. And like, won't that kill Pilot as well? He's like, not, not if we do this correctly. Not if we time it right. Not if we you know, cut it at exactly the right moment. And uh, what we're going to do is like, you're going to sit down here in this chamber, and um, when I call you on the comms, then you have to join these two wires together and then get out of the room in 10 microns. Yeah, and DRD Pike will do the same thing on the other side. You see Pike standing there at the end. end. Mm. And John asks, like, look, remember what happened last time? And I'm not talking about the sex thing. That was great. But that other thing. I'm like, yes, okay. That's going to happen again, but a thousand times stronger. So you, you have 10 seconds to get out. I just like the whole, not the sex thing. That was great, though, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, that uh, was good, but uh, no, not that. Yeah. The other stuff, the other things that happened. Yeah. Um, so that's what they're going to do. And Jewel and Dargo are in uh, the neural cluster. Jewel walks in, and Dargo just puts his hand on her shoulder, and she's like... Ugh! And just... Shh. And uh, he shows her, like, a schematic and points at it. And she's like, right, and nods. nods. And so, obviously, you know, keeping quiet so that Talop doesn't find out what's going on and so Dargo and Chiana start disconnecting wires and so on and Crichton goes to Pilot's den and he says look Talib is first like why are you here go away look dude we just asked that you take us through the trade lanes so that we can get out and you can do whatever the hell it is you're doing we just want off the ship and then suddenly at that point we see Dargo in the neural cluster he taps his uh, combat twice a beep beep yeah Jewel responds by going beep beep and they pull the wire and Jewel combines two wires and Talib is suddenly like oh oh something's happening John's like what's up what's the matter are you alright <laughs> what's up dude are you okay just check pilot circulation see what's happening it's like I I, I can't find it it's like oh, oh no man that means he's dying it means you're killing him it's like but but I can't that's that's not possible well you clearly miscalculated and so he says, well, how about this? You look look at Moya. Moya is a living ship. It's like, oh, that means neural capacity. I could go into Moya. Go into Moya, figure out what's happening, and then we can go back back to the cluster and you can get out there, okay? Okay. And then so, well, energy starts emanating from Pilot. Mm-hmm. And then Crichton signals to Chiana, who's actually kind of asleep or out cold. And she's like, Chiana! Chiana, reconnect the things, reconnect them, and she gets the the pike, pike just like jabs into her a few times, like ah, ah, I'm awake, I'm awake. Like what? What? I'm up, I'm up. Fine, yeah, okay. And jams them together, and Pike does pike the same, quickly the same goes to thing. The other side does the same thing, and we see the starburst energy start building up. Because the writers currently already quite a ways away beyond Pilot's Den. It's like it, well, he's it's, almost out. He's almost out, and John's like. Hurry up! If he gets into Moya, we're sprelled. Yeah, and what we we actually see Talop in his entirety, and he's like the energy rider we saw earlier, but like a lot bigger and red in color rather than and he's, blue. He's even more like a butterfly. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's quite cool, you know, uh, creature design. Imagine it in the design. Yeah. Mm, yeah, and the CG isn't half bad for what it is. It's actually nope. not 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 too bad. But so they initiates it the starburst starts happening and she's like uh oh okay gotta go <laughs> like jumps out the door closes behind her and we see pike bump into the walls like it's like and i think like his little uh, his eye stalks start freaking out and his little claw starts waving almost like banging on the door it's like oh, let me out <laughs> there's like starburst blast and it goes up towards pilot's den we see the ring from below zoom up and it reaches about the walkways where we usually just below it, and electricity or whatever starts shooting out at Talib. Mm. And it's freaking out, spasming, and then it explodes. Yeah, and so then Starburst cuts out, and the everything sort of quiets down and goes back to normal. As we come back, 
John is like, look, pilot, take your time. Right, because we have a cut to everyone's up at command now, some time has passed, and so pilot's being very apologetic. It's like, I'm very sorry, there's, there's hundreds of little things that aren't working properly. I'm really sorry, everyone. And he's like, look, pilot, just take your time, fix it, that's okay. We can live with Moya not being perfect for a bit. And so Jules like, right, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to go rest for a bit. I have a headache. <laughs> and Jules like, look, hey, Doc, can you explain to me why the hell I'm bleeding and you weren't? And she's like, well, clearly it's because you are a, an inferior species. You're an insufferable inferior <laughs> species. <laughs> Good night. I'm out. And I'm like, yeah, that's... Still hasn't been resolved, actually, why and how he was bleeding. <laughs> yeah, that was odd. I, I initially thought it was like a nosebleed at first, and then when he got the big pool of blood under his head, I was like, well, maybe not. And then the cut, then the blood on his arm, I'd, I don't know. I mean, it would have worked were it not that it was dripping from his forehead onto yeah, his nose. Yeah, right, exactly. I, that like, was weird. Otherwise, I would have gone for nosebleed or ear bleed. Yeah, that was odd. So, Chiana is sort of hunched or like slumped over a table just sort of still kind of out of it a bit yeah john's like you okay i mean the writer was in you more than anyone else yeah yeah i'm f- i'm fine and then he calls dargo's like he's like right dargo get in here and chiana says like no he's he's not down in the neural cluster he's here with us and john's like what do you mean he's down in the dargo walks in neuro how did you you know what never mind i'm, I'm out. going to bed I need sleep. I'm out. Good night. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on there? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then we cut back to Scorpius uh, on the command carrier, and he's resting. He's lying down on a, on a bed. He has and, a plug in his head again. And again, we're inside his head, and uh, we see Crichton looking into the door we saw at the beginning of the episode with the wormhole going yeah. through it. And... Scorpius comes up behind him and is like, grabs him, shoves him up against the wall. It's like, where's the wormhole tech- knowledge that you're hiding from me? It's like, you will tell me everything I want to know about wormholes. And, but then Crichton manages to like get out of that hole and like flips it around and uh, grabs Scorpius from behind and says, it's game over, and throws him into yeah, the you've, wormhole. You've missed it, Scorpius. You've missed all of it. And he just throws him in the wormhole. Scorpius just wakes up and is like, Sort of like, and I'm like, hang on, is there a part of John or a John in that chip fighting back? <laughs> is there a neural clone of John, maybe? Yeah. Oh. Like, has John really turned the tables on this whole thing? Hmm. Well, you shall see. Because like the last scene is, you know, Scorpius sitting bolt upright, panting, just being like, <sighs> looks a bit frightened, and then like it sort of steals into determination, and then mm-hmm. that's the episode. Well, yep. uh, so that was losing time. This was not such a great episode, to be honest. You might have noticed that we weren't raving over certain scenes or certain things or certain character developments. There were a few little bits that we quite liked. Yeah, but there's a few few good jokes. But aside from learning a tiny bit more about Jewel and the tiny bits of info we got at Scorpius, Mm. there was really nothing that had any long-term effect. And even what was here, sometimes I like a good simple story yeah, but for some reason this fine. didn't work for me i think i i think i mentioned it earlier but this type of plot of there's a creature hiding amongst the crew and they're trying to flush it out this is like at least the third time that that's happened on in that's farscape also probably the thing they, they can't do anything interesting with it anymore or at least they didn't do they certainly didn't do anything interesting with it in this episode no. and uh, yeah, like you said, like bottle episodes can be fine, but this just didn't really have much substance bo- to a it. A good bottle episode tells you something about the characters, and this this taught us nothing about. No, the it didn't uh, do nothing that at, at all. all. Like I think I, again, I said it earlier, but uh, the Scorpius stuff was a minor part of the episode, but it was by far the more interesting and more had wider implications for the rest of the series than uh, everything else happening. Yeah. Because we learn about Scorpius's motivations, we know that the Scarans are planning to invade, which will probably go badly for a lot of people. You know, we see that they, that he's making progress. Yeah, but he still hasn't unlocked all of the wormhole secrets. So, you know, presumably, if he can't do that, then maybe he'll go back to Crichton and try and get it out of him. 
Mm. And so that has all those implications for the future, but it's only like a few scenes, like we said. And then the rest of the episode is kind of eh, whatever. Like I, I didn't really have very many notes for this episode. No, it's there just, was nothing that there was nothing that really, like, it was very boring in some ways. It was kind of dull. Um, I wouldn't call it like really bad because no. there's nothing that they do except there's nothing that really they do wrong or just is executed poorly but what they do isn't very interesting no and it might be a bit harsh but i'm gonna do it anyway i'm going two out of five yeah i know we've raised the stakes i was going between like exactly should i give it a three or a two and it's like i mean because we've raised the stakes since the first season i was like okay yeah no two works here it's not it, it's not jeremiah Crichton again if if it's still above that so it, it's, it's times like this i wish we actually did like half ratings because uh, nope. I feel like a two and a half, like an exactly like bang in the middle rating would be. We, we, we right? are Sith. We deal in absolutes. It's true. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think two out of five. But I want to. I want to stress that it's not like a. It's not a terrible episode. Oh, it's no, just. No, no. It's just kind of average. It's most mostly there, and I'm interested in seeing uh, the wormhole stuff. So that you know that that does keep me interested, but it's such a minor part of the episode like i said it's the the fact that it's boring at some points i'm like okay yeah. yes fine again that's that's i think the biggest crime we've seen this we've seen this exact plot before uh you know we didn't find out anything well we did we did have a little bit of a reveal about why jewel was really put in the that's pot. it but yeah that's that's it that's that's the entire it, we don't dwell on that, or we don't go into that enough for it to yeah. carry the episode. No, not at all. Uh, so yeah, two out of five. That kind of that's kind of the hiccup in our streak of pretty uh, decent episodes. This has just kind of been average. Let's hope next week picks up the pace. <laughs> well, oh, I think it will. Next week is um, episode ten, and the title is called Relativity. Okay. And I mm, even like that one sentence is a bit much. Then we don't tell, say. Oh no, no. Okay, I can tell you. I can give you one word, maybe two. One word. Zalax. Zalaxun. Oh. Okay. Aaron's mom. I know. <laughs> you said son. I was like, oh. All right. Yeah. Why are we whispering? So my yeah, wife? I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, relativity and let's just say that relativity features Zalaxun. I am excited. Yep. And we'll be back to Talon and that crew with uh, John, Aaron, Crace, and Rigel and Stark. So, yep, that's up next time. And hopefully that will have more interesting things happening. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, yeah, just that was kind of an episode. And hopefully things pick it up again sure soon. sure was an episode. Of all the episodes of Farscape, that was certainly one of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we hope you enjoyed the podcast, at least, uh, even if the episode was kind of eh. Uh, we'll see you next time for Relativity. Uh, in the meantime, you can find us around the web on Twitter at Hats and Red at Vidalkin and Tree. Yep. And go to uk for previous episodes, where you can also find links to iTunes. And if you feel so inclined, we would appreciate, you know, leaving a comment or a review or a rating on iTunes. That'd be That'd be great. And yep. that's all supported by the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash hats. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye for now. Goodbye. Okay, Red, I don't want to alarm you, but there may be an energy rider hiding in one of us. What? Yes, I'll have to taste you to find out. Whoa, whoa, put, put the knife and fork down. No, that's, it's fine. That's, that's, no, no, no. Just hold, no, hold no, no, still. No. <laughs> ah, oh, my arm. Oh, Matt, oh, so salty. <laughs>